fucking do. We fuck her in the butt. Fuck her in the butt. Fuck her in the butt. That's what we fucking do. We fuck her in the butt. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, everybody. It's the Alamano Motherfucking Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. With me. Oh boy, Stu McAllister with me as always, most of the time, nobody. I do have three pets on the couch with me, two dogs and a cat. Bad Larry Cat will never join us for the podcast. He has uh, other things to do. And he will never be here. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If this is your first time listening, thank you. I highly doubt anybody is catching on to this podcast uh, over 500 deep. Hell, I'm probably over... um, Probably with the old podcast and this podcast and the Patreon, I'm probably over 1,000 episodes. How about that? And what do I got to show for it? Not, not a, not a whole lot, really. But uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, it's me, your host, Stu McAllister. Uh, uh, some people would call me a failed comedian. Some people would call me a has been. Uh, some people would call me a never was. I don't know. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. I had a relatively decent career, uh, kind of at the point where I've decided I really don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to get on stage. I don't want to hit the road. Uh, and I was kind of feeling that way before the pandemic anyway. So I uh, can't blame it on the pandemic. Blame it on me. Blame it on uh, fucking hitting the glass ceiling, not being able to break it. Blame it on uh, me realizing that comedy was not going to be a good source of income for me. Blame it on shit gigs, shit club owners, shit bookers. Blame it on shitty decisions made by yours truly. So what is this podcast about? Nothing. This podcast is about nothing other than me swearing. And uh, occasionally, maybe it'll be funny. The tagline is constant swearing, occasionally funny. Usually uh, a lot of swearing and, and not a lot of funny. But uh, let's see. Or, or maybe it's just me. Me finding it funny. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Every everybody else is the correct answer. <laughs> everybody else. Speaking of comedy, I was invited to go to an open mic tonight. Apparently you had to get tickets to go to an open mic and that blew my fucking mind. I'm like, you had to get tickets to go to an open mic and apparently what it is, it's just to like limit the amount of audience members, which trust me, that's usually not a big concern. <laughs> Most open mics were not really ever able to attract a crowd. But uh, I decided, I told my buddy, I said, no, I don't want to fucking go. And he's like, why? And I said, I just don't want to go for bad comedy. Open mics for the most part aren't good. I'm not going to discourage you from going. You go to support your friend. 
And that's about it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. If you think you're going to have a good time at an open mic, you're probably wrong. Uh, very hit and miss. More miss than hit. It's new guys trying to figure shit out. Old guys working on new material. So uh, odds of shows being not good are great. And uh, at the end of at the end of everything, I was doing comedy wise, getting on stage. I, I wasn't even enjoying getting on stage and performing. So why would I want to go to watch it as a, as an audience member? So I've, I'm becoming better in deciding what's better for me, and not going to an open mic is better for me. Good luck to all the performers. I hope all the audience members enjoy themselves. Uh, and there we go. That's about it. So there we go. Apparently there was there's a huge kerfuffle, a huge to-do, a brouhaha, a Donnybrook <laughs> in the Michigan comedy world. There was a uh, an open mic in Lansing that closed down because the building is getting condemned, apparently. Which I cannot lie, everybody. The first time I ever went to go do that open mic, I I thought the building was condemned. I thought, oh, I'm being punked. And uh, they gave me this address. They sent me to an abandoned fucking building because it was that kind of shithole. It took me a while to figure out where even went it to get into the building. And I went in and it was just this shithole punk rock bar. All the walls were completely vandalized with graffiti or stickers or huge holes in the wall. I mean, it was that kind of thing. It was not the kind of establishment you would want to take a date to um, unless you were trying to do your best to not impress her. Uh, but, but I mean, that's what it was. Cheap beer, cheap entertainment. And uh, I guess the people who own it are going to bulldoze it over or they're they're changing whatever it is and so uh you know a lot of people are like oh so long open mic i loved you you were the greatest of all time and uh some other people were miffed about the open mic because this open mic was not a traditional open mic I, I i'm not even going to call it an open mic because an open mic pretty much is hey i would like to perform on your show can I perform on your show sure here you go you can perform on my show and then you would give them a date and there you go simple as that open mics would never reject anybody so that's why they could often be hit and miss a lot of shit on it some good stuff on it this open mic in Lansing that I'm talking about they would probably consider themselves to be more of a showcase uh, showcases kind of like invite only they, they kind of pick and choose and whatever and uh, I'm not gonna lie I I never liked that concept um, no there should be no showcase type shows in Michigan um, unless unless the performers are getting paid because uh, no showcase shows in Michigan are going to get you anything. You're not going to get any like paid work from it. Nobody's going to see you and go, hey, I'm going to take you on the road. I want to manage you. I want you to perform at this club. It's just not going to happen. New York, LA, Chicago, you know, bigger cities, yes. Michigan, no. Even Detroit. Detroit can go fuck themselves. Detroit, 
thinks it's a bigger city. It's big in the sense there's a lot of people, but it's big in the sense of that it's a big shithole. I don't care what people say about Detroit. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. It's rejuvenating itself. No, it's not. Uh, I've lived in Michigan 20 years now. I've been to Detroit plenty of times. I've never seen anything in Detroit to make me go, yeah, it's healing. It's getting better. It's, It's a long ways off, everybody. Detroit is a long ways off from being anything good. So, uh, but I'm of the viewpoint, too, of if you run a show, run it however the fuck you want. And the guys over at that show, they ran it however the fuck they want. I got to perform on it several times. It wasn't a big deal to me. It was fine. Uh, I think a lot of people romanticized it. They, They finally remembered it as something that it truly wasn't. Uh, but there you fucking go. So, but there's this brouhaha about it because a lot, I guess some people who never got on the show were mad about it. And, uh, I mean, I would say to them, start your own fucking room. I would tell everybody, start your own, if you don't like how someone's doing something, instead of bitching about it, start your own fucking room. Find a bar, find a theater, find a cafe, whatever. Hey, can we do comedy here one night a week? Can we do comedy here on a Tuesday night? Whatever. And then you go and you fucking do it. And then you control who gets on stage. You control how much time they get. It's as simple as fucking that. Comedy, comedians are dumb as fuck. And this is why they're dumb as fuck. Particularly the new guys. New guys are dumb as fuck. I would say anyone between uh, days one and like year five or six, you're dumb as fuck and you're so dumb as fuck, you don't know how dumb as fuck you are. But comedians often think things are important that nobody else thinks are important. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gave a shit about that fucking open mic in Lansing. Nobody gives a shit about any open mic anywhere other than fucking comedians. Please always remember that. If you are a comedian and you're listening to that, don't fucking doubt me. (laughs) It's 100% true. Comedians get bent out of shape about dumb shit. I, I admit I would get bent out of shape about dumb shit. I'm at the point now, I'm like, go do whatever the fuck you want. You want to sit on a stool? Whatever. You want to leave the mic in the mic stand? Whatever. You, you you don't want to move the mic stand? Whatever. You want to wear shorts on stage? Whatever. You want to wear a hat on stage? Whatever. You want to wear fucking sandals on stage? Whatever. There was a point in my life where I thought all that shit was dumb as fuck. And now I realize none of it matters to me. None of it influenced anything I ever did. Want to do, did do, will do, shall do, Scooby-Doo, Mountain Dew. None of it fucking mattered. And uh, this this battle between the comedians of Lansing and Grand Rapids, I have never heard of a dumber thing in my life. (laughs) I have now ranted for like eight minutes or whatever on a fucking dumb open mic scene. God damn. 
The only bad thing about that fucking venue closing is that it was an opportunity for guys to get on stage. Beyond that, whatever. It was it was fine. Uh, the venue was shit. Whatever. And now they're going to turn it into a fucking Texas Roadhouse or some shit like that. <laughs> People will find another venue. It happens. Open mics pop up and then they disappear. Whatever. Who cares? I need to get drunk. <laughs> I need to finish this podcast. Put the leashes on my dogs. Put a beer in a fucking uh, thermos cooler cup thing I have and take them for a walk. God damn, I need to do it. Uh, for those who uh, listen to the Patreon, I got my hat today. I ordered a hat. I talked about this on the Patreon. Um, and I was pissed because the place that sells the hat, their default shipping and handling is um, express shipping. So you, you're paying, I paid $19 for the hat and $14 for shipping and handling. That's fucking incorrect. That is wrong. That is a robbery. And yes, I admit it is my fault because I guess I should pay better attention to it. But name me another website where their default shipping and handling is express. I don't think you can find one. It's going to be regular. And then, hey, if you want this sooner, bing, bang, boom, there you go, express. So I bitched at them on social media and they refunded me uh, 10 of the $14 because yes, $4 is probably the appropriate amount of money to spend on shipping. And if I had got, if I had done the express shipping, I would have got the hat yesterday. And because I didn't, I got the hat fucking today. Jesus Christ. What a fucking scam. I'm going to tell you this. The name of the company, the website that I got it, it's called, excuse me, Fanatics. So if you ever order anything through Fanatics, because they sell all sports stuff for all fucking leagues, if you basketball, baseball, hockey, football, whatever, college, be careful of that, because they fucked me before. I bought some of these face masks from them, Buffalo Bills face masks to fight the Rona, and the first time I did it, they fucked me that way too. And then uh, subsequently, when I bought some other shit I had remembered, but... It had been a long time. So I'm just telling you, uh, fuck fanatics. And if you do anything, order anything from them, be very, very careful. Because uh, they will fuck you. It's so stupid. So goddamn stupid. Um, I started watching. Uh, someone recommended this to me, and I'm glad they did. A&E, that, that network, uh, Arts and Entertainment, they do biographies. And apparently they've been doing biographies on professional wrestlers. And uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Rowdy Roddy Piper. They did one on him. And I started watching it last night. Um, It is like an hour and a half. Uh, I wasn't able to get through it all. I was just kind of tired. And uh, so I started watching it and it was great. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, I would encourage other people to to watch it. I just like looking in the the lives of successful human beings. And even if you're not into professional wrestling, Rowdy Roddy Piper was an interesting human being, just his background and everything else. And uh, he was he was very successful. And he's a, a very interesting character. And unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. 
And uh, but I have been very much enjoying the uh, biography. I will finish watching it tonight. And there we go. God, there was something else I wanted to talk to you. Well, I'll I mention this. I um. I have a t-shirt about the, the lawn game jarts. Some people know it as lawn darts. I told a joke about it in my act, and I made a shirt about it, and it was a very successful shirt. And uh, people have been always been asking me if I'm going to sell it again, and I am, everybody. I am going to sell it again. It says, bring back jarts. Because as we all know, jarts... Uh, Jarts got banned back in the late 80s. I think it was 1986 because the kid died. And so they banned it. And so I'm like, ah, we got to bring it back. And I'm not going to get into the joke. The joke was very funny. I would tell the joke. There would be thunderous applause. Uh, They would carry me out on their shoulders. All the women would offer me blowjobs. And they made me the president of comedy. It was that good of a joke. So if you would like one of the shirts, let me know. I'm wanting to sell at least 20 uh, they will be twenty dollars. That will, if I have to mail it to you, that will include the shipping and handling. So just a straight twenty bucks. So if you guys do want one, uh, go look on my fan page. Adam House is a model, and he's wearing it. He loves the shirt. Everybody who has ever bought one says they love the shirt, and people always comment on it. I try to sell quality shit. I know I sell weird shit, but I want to sell quality shit. The shirt. It's very soft. It's kind of like a reddish color, and the print is blue. It is a very nice-looking shirt. I'm not going to lie. So if you would like one, get at me. All right? Okay. Very good. Dots. I'm back at Dots, everybody. I deliver for Dippin' Dots ice cream. How about that? I come and go. I've come and gone five or six times. Uh, But this tells you something. It tells you, one, I'm a fucking loser. Two, I'm actually a good employee. Uh, no one can deny. And three, Dippin' Dots apparently is very desperate for our employees. Like every company. Every company today has got, we are hiring. And they really need, these companies really need to look at, uh, not necessarily their hiring practices, but what they're offering their employees. As I see a lot of shit from employers about, oh my God, we can't find anybody, blah, 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 blah. It, well, it's because your job is shit, you pay shit, there's no benefits, whatever. Fuck yourself. Right? All these restaurants, give fuck restaurants, okay? Here's the deal, everybody. Most restaurants pay shit. People got to rely on tips. A good portion of the time, these people are fucking part-timers anyway. Are they getting any benefits? I highly doubt it. So fuck these restaurants. Fuck Burger King and Applebee's and fuck whoever else. Bunch of dicks, man. Bunch of fucking dicks. So I'm back at Dots. We have a meeting tomorrow. Um, it's weird having a meeting at Dippin' Dots, but the boss wants a meeting. I love my boss. I wish he was a little... Um, I wish he put the hammer down more. At times, he needs to put the hammer down. Because I always told him, I'm like, I'll do what you tell me to do, man. Just tell me what you want. I'll go fucking do it. I'm not going to have a problem. I'm here for eight hours or whatever, and it doesn't matter what you're having me do. Right? I don't know what job you guys work at. If the boss changes shit up on you and says, hey, today you're not doing this, you're going to do that, 
you probably don't bitch about it. And sadly, a few of my coworkers do. And I'm like, put the hammer down on these dicks. Whatever. So it'll be weird. I'll tell you uh, what happens on Patreon tomorrow. If you guys want, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. I have tried to sell you my shirt. Now I'm selling you the Patreon. The Patreon is just this. It's just more of it. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays, and I Patreon pretty much every other day, and it's the same. It's me rambling. It's me ranting about shit none of you care about, none of you should care about, but I do. I swear a lot. It's fun. And uh, every once in a while, I give away shit to the Patreon subscribers. So it's just five bucks a month. I am at the most subscribers I have ever had for the Patreon right now. Six. I have six subscribers. So that means I get 30 bucks minus taxes. So I'm getting probably $18 a month. So that's pretty good. I'm going to retire. <laughs> so think about it. But I will talk about shit on the Patreon tomorrow. Uh, all right. No, I don't want to. I always have articles too. Uh, I am a subscriber to the Grand Rapids Press. I have been for 20 plus years. I uh, really enjoyed it, but the last couple of years, I really don't. I really haven't, uh, and I think it's been shit. Um, they have a new editor. I don't know how long he's been around. I guess this guy, he, his, name, his name is John Heiner? Henner? Wiener? He is the vice president of content. Whatever the fuck that means. I hate that word, content. Content, brand. Go fuck yourself. But he is the vice president of content for MLive Media. MLive is the umbrella for a lot of uh, newspapers in Michigan. Grand Rapids Press paper in Kalamazoo, I think the paper in Lansing and Flint, I think pretty much all of it. I don't know if they have Detroit. I don't know if they have the free press or not, but whatever. So once a week, this guy, John Heiner Wiener, he'll, he'll fucking write a little essay that he emails subscribers. And uh, I have stopped my subscription. I am letting my subscription run out after 20 plus years because I'm tired of it. So he's just talking about his 40 years of uh, being a professional journalist. Good for you. Being a writer and a reporter and everything else. And he's going through all of these things, how things have changed with journalism over the years, how people communicate, how they get their news. You know, very few people pick up an actual newspaper anymore. It's all online through websites, maybe pay subscriptions online, all that kind of shit. But he's, you know, he's waxing nostalgia. And the very last thing he says, he goes, but I don't have time for nostalgia even though pretty much his whole fucking essay is that's what it was. I don't have time for nostalgia or regrets. I have a job to do. Well, do your fucking job then, John Heiner Wiener. Your, your paper has been shit 
it, it's unreal the stuff that I have paid for with the subscription that I will get it in the newspaper when I read it online the day before. What the fuck am I paying for, John Heiner Wiener? Just dumb. Not a fan. And hence me ending the subscription. Don't fucking wax poetic about your career and romanticize about what it was. Because no one cares anymore. You are waxing poetic about shit that probably nobody other than other journalists gives a shit about. Kind of like what I was just talking about for comedians. I'm going to now apply it to fucking journalism. Apply it to your reporters. It's been bad. Ugh. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be over. God damn it. It'll be over. And I'll stop fucking reading it. And then I can just get all the same. I can get the same goddamn shit online for free. God damn. Stupid paywalls. You know who else is stupid? This teacher in Middleville, Michigan. What a dumb motherfucker. He's in Barry County. Uh, so that tells you a lot. Uh, that fucking asshole sheriff down there, Durleaf. He's a fucking idiot. And that's where a couple of the morons who tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan, they're from Barry County too. Bunch of fucking morons. But this teacher, his name is Nelson. Jesus, his last name. Replogle? It sounds like he just fucking threw something up. Yeah, my name is Nelson. Uh, he's a dumbass because he tried to pay someone with Bitcoin to kill his wife. He was offering $17,800 in Bitcoin to kill his wife. And apparently he found somebody. And what? The person he found was an FBI agent. What a dumb motherfucker. The FBI received a tip from the British Broadcasting Company. How the fuck did they get involved in all this shit? Uh, court documents state that the Bitcoin used to make the payment to the Murder for Hire website was traced back to Coinbase wallet owned by Rebrogle. The IP address associated with Coinbase wallet and a bank account that transferred funds into Coinbase also led to He's a former social studies teacher at the high school. Served as the senior class advisor for the school in 2018. He was arrested in Knox County, Tennessee. See, and now that's the end of it. It doesn't tell you how the BBC got involved. How the fuck did they get involved? It doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you where the wife is. Are they still married? Are they divorced? I want to know this shit. Is she filing for a divorce? She should be now. She hadn't already. Investigators say he provided specific details about the car his wife would be driving and say he was caught shredding documents prior to his arrest. The documents allege reprogal. Paid more than 17000 Bitcoin to have his wife killed when she was driving to the veterinarian's office for a pet's appointment. So, you know, very specific as to, like, when he wanted it to be done, but nothing specific as to, like, why. The mugshots always make these dudes look like they have fucking empty eyes. 
There's nothing behind it. Empty souls. He looks like a fucking asshole. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's the kind of guy you'd walk into a bar. He'd be sitting in the bar. He'd be the loud mouth saying all sorts of pro-Trump bullshit. Uh, he'd, clearly, he'd say something racist. And then he'd look at you, but he'd have to close one eye to get a good look at you. And then he'd probably call you a homophobic slur. That's the kind of guy this guy looks like. And he's from Barry County, so he probably has done that numerous, numerous times. But I'm telling you this, everybody. If you ever offer money to somebody to have somebody else killed, you're talking to a police officer. There are no real hitmen out there. There are no real assassins. And if there are, you can't afford them. Anyone listening to this podcast cannot afford a real fucking hitman. I mean, you can go out and fucking find a homeless dude and give him 50 bucks and a bottle of Mad Dog to do something stupid. You can do that. But then you'll be caught immediately because they're a bumbling fool. And that's why they're fucking homeless and alcoholics. Don't ever hire fucking anybody. Be a real man and do it yourself, you pussy. (laughs) You fucking pussy. Uh, Speaking of pussy, letters that JFK wrote to his Swedish mistress are up for sale. First and foremost, I did not know. I always knew that JFK was a philanderer. Like, I had heard he had some shit going on with Marilyn Monroe and whatever, but I did not know that he had a Swedish Swedish mistress. How about that? The intimate letter is addressed to Gunilla. I don't think I could have a relationship with a woman named Gunilla. (laughs) Addressed to Gunilla von Post, an aristocrat he met weeks prior to his 1953 marriage to Jacqueline Bouvier. The eight-page collection, which includes one full letter and two partial messages, come from Von Post's personal collection are expected to fetch over $30,000. Gunilla passed away in 2011 and prior to her death penned a 1997 memoir about a relationship with the former president titled Love Jack. Written between 95 or 55 and 56, the love letters predates Kennedy's presidency. He was serving as a senator in Massachusetts at the time, and the notes were written on U.S. uh, United States Senate letterhead. That's very weird. $30,000 for fucking love letters. Online bidding for the letters is currently underway and will end May 12th. I highly doubt anybody listening to this podcast will put in for it. But uh, it is RR Auction House if you are interested. It, they are also a part of a larger sale of presidential memorabilia, which also includes autographed photos and personal letters written by Abraham Lincoln. See, I'd be more interested in Lincoln shit than Kennedy shit. Well, Kennedy was a very uh, popular and important president. I mean, there was just too much weird shit about him. Lincoln, on the other hand, clearly... Uh, shape the history of our country. Huh. All right, everybody, I'm going to end on this. Sorry, these podcasts have been short lately, but that's just how it goes. Uh, listeners of this podcast know that I love me some fucking uh, movies. 
I loved going to the movies, and that's probably what I miss most. Uh, going to the movie theater and watching movies. Uh, the Rona destroyed it. I couldn't even tell you what movies are in uh, theaters right now, what n new movies are out. I have no fucking clue. Oh, I, I take it back. There's a Jason Statham movie, I think, coming out tomorrow. I love me some Jason Statham. A lot of his movies are shit, but for the most part, I love the guy. But there is a movie theater in uh, Minnesota. In Minnesota, don't you know? That I really wish I had gone to. It is the uh, Spotlight Theaters in Mankato. Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, the manager of the movie theater, uh, Jamie Lynn Henniker. And I'm assuming Jamie Lynn Henniker is a woman. But both Jamie and Lynn are can be dudes names too. I've met dudes named Jamie and I've met dudes named Lynn. So I don't know if Jamie Lynn Henniker is a dude or a woman. I'm going to assume a woman. Uh, Jamie got herself into some problems. Yes, it does say here uh, that it is a she. So it is a she, I was correct. But she uh, was the movie theater manager and also uh, she had a side hustle of uh, being a Coke dealer. And uh, she decided to double dip. She decided to uh, do some drug dealing on movie theater time because she was selling drugs at the movie theater. An informant called Henniker and she told, nope, sorry, I take it back. No, wait. Yep, nope, sorry. I'm a moron and I often don't know how to read. Jamie Lynn is a woman. The informant called Henniker and Henniker told him to come to the theater. He gave her $100 and she gave him 0.4 grams of cocaine inside a popcorn bag. Now why? Why wouldn't she just sprinkle it over the popcorn? I love me a little Parmesan cheese over my popcorn. I can only imagine a little cocaine tastes pretty good on popcorn too. Maybe I'm wrong, but I love that. I love the fact uh, that you can go to the movie theater, get yourself an overpriced uh, drink, overpriced candy, and then some cocaine. Why not? Sooner or later, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to find pot in movie theaters. You can buy yourself like a pot brownie or something else. Why the fuck not? But uh, good old Jamie Lynn, she got busted. And uh, she's probably going to be going away for a while. We all love a fucking little uh, cocaine at the movie theater, though. That's it, everybody. We are done. Constant swearing, occasionally funny. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be picking up some new podcasting equipment. Hopefully, the audio will be better. I always apologize for the quality of the audio. I am stupid that way. I will not deny it. 100% dumb. So maybe this new shit will help me out. I told the guy I'm buying it from, I'm sick and tired of buying equipment and then not being able to figure it out. I just want to be able to plug the shit in. Bing, bang, boom, done. I, I don't want to fuck with shit. I don't want to edit shit. I don't need to add sound drops, none of that. So we'll see what happens. If you guys can do me a favor though, go check out a couple things. Go check out uh, Magic JDM on Facebook. That's the page, Magic JDM. That's John Midgley, magician, social worker, artist, philanthropist, mechanic, golfer, lover, 
uh, foster parent, a kidney donor, all sorts of shit. He's a good dude. Go like his page, Magic JBN. You can see all the magic shit there. All that other stuff, I don't know if any of it's true. Probably not. Then go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. That's where you can buy yourselves some baked goods, some crafts. Uh, I've, I've gotten a coffee mug from them. I've gotten coasters from them. We've gotten some baked goods from them. Good stuff. So go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Hit the like button on their fan page. This is all Facebook. Message her. See what she's got for sale. Buy something from her. Tell her that uh, you came from the Elemental Podcast and you'll get the 0% discount. That's how it works. It's good. Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Then check out the whole thing donut shop. Gourmet Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. I love me some gourmet donuts. They're actually, they asked me if I could uh, contribute some uh, slogans that they can use, and I gave them like eight, I think. And it looks like they're going to use one. That'd be pretty sweet. They're going to use it and like paint it on the side of their building. So that'd be pretty sweet if they do that. But uh, go check it out. Forney, Texas, the whole thing donut shop. It's a suburb of Dallas. So uh, we've all been to Dallas, right? We've all been there because that's where the best cocaine is. And uh, go to the whole thing donut shop. Get yourself a gourmet donut. Then check out the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam House, Stephanie Boobs. They eat coleslaw. We love coleslaw, particularly when it's got cocaine in it. So they eat coleslaw. They Facebook Live themselves eating coleslaw. And they give you the yay or the nay on it. So go check them out. They have guests on occasionally too. They've asked me to be on. So maybe at some point I can swing over there, go eat some coleslaw with them, and uh, say howdy do. Sunday, the Sunday slaw. Then uh, last but not least, uh, my main man, Matt Harper. He's one of the greatest of all time. He does a podcast with his buddy in crime, Mandy Elaine. The two of them, they talk about movies that shaped their childhood. So every Wednesday they drop a new episode of it. And uh, it's always classic movies. This past week it was the movie Cocktail, which uh, John Midgley sent me a DVD of it. And I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? I had never seen it before. And uh, it, it took some really weird turns. It took a really weird dark turn at the end. Very strange. But uh, go uh, listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And they are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So do all those things for me. Consider my Patreon. Consider buying the uh, Jarts t-shirt. Bring back Jarts. And that's it. I'll see you tomorrow for the Patreon. I love you guys. I got to pee and walk the dogs and drink some beer. I'll see you later. Bye.